In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, and all will be thrown down. I have to imagine that when Jesus said these words, the folks that had been so distracted by the temple were shocked. For them, the temple was a fixture, a place where God dwelt, the place where sacrifices were made and right relationship was restored. And here was Jesus saying that all of that will be thrown down. And I think we hear his followers' anxiety and their response, which is to immediately say, Teacher, tell us when this is going to happen and how will we know? And Jesus doesn't give them an easy answer. Jesus goes on to describe wars and famines and earthquakes and plagues and persecution. He describes the tearing apart of society and the end of the world. These are not the words of comfort that they were perhaps hoping for. And they, as we are today, were left searching for what the good news was in this passage. They were left asking, what are we supposed to do if the world is falling apart? I don't know about you, but it's been a long week Things didn't quite turn out the way so many people said that they would. There is fear, there is anxiety, there is anger, and there is division. So what is the good news for us this morning? The good news for those that maybe feel that all is falling apart. In this passage where Jesus seems to talk about the end of the world, he does give us good news because he begins by saying, do not be terrified. Even as the temple falls and the world falls apart, do not be terrified. Do not be so scared that you can no longer do anything. And the reason we shouldn't be terrified is simple, because God is still with us. If you are hurting right now, if you are afraid, if you don't know what to do next, that is okay. Rest for a bit, but don't be terrified. Rest for a bit in your community and prayers. Rest for a bit knowing that God is with you and that the God that created the world and said that it was good, the God that has sought us since the beginning of creation, the God that took a mealy-mouthed Moses and caused him to bring the people of Israel out of bondage, the God that took a simple shepherd and made him King David, the God that became one of us, that lived with us, that died, that broke open the gates of death and hell and poured out his spirit into the world so that we wouldn't be alone. The God that comes to us in bread and wine and the waters of baptism. 
that God is still with us, even if you feel like the world has left you. So don't be terrified, but also don't be led astray. We have spent at least the past year, maybe longer, in our country hearing speeches, seeing reports that have talked and divided us, that have told us that my neighbor is my enemy. They have used words of division and fear, and on Tuesday, millions of people went to the polls to vote, believing the rhetoric that if their side lost, the world was going to come to an end. We've been convinced our neighbor is our enemy, that we have to protect what little we have from being stolen by, and you can fill in the blanks, by poor people, by African Americans, by gay people, by transgendered people, by Republicans, by Democrats. We have been convinced that there is no way that we can see Christ in the other. My friends, I truly believe that to continue in that story that the world has told us is to be led astray. That is not our story. Our story is one of resurrection. Our story is one of belovedness. Our story is one that is told in our baptismal vows and the creeds that we make promises to continue telling the good news of Jesus Christ through our prayers, to the breaking of bread, to proclaim that good news in word and action. We promise to resist evil, to repent when we fall into sin, and we promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves. And we promise to strive for justice and peace among all people and to respect the dignity of every human being. And our answer is always, I will with God's help. Now perhaps the hardest part of what Jesus tells us we should do when the world is falling apart is we are called to testify. You may be sitting there saying, I have no idea what to do or what step to take. Or you very likely are saying, I'm tired. The good news is that Jesus will give us the words and wisdom that we need. That if you are tired, you don't have to pull yourself together. Jesus is there to start picking up the pieces. You don't have to rely on your own strength, but you do have to be willing to rely and trust in the strength of Jesus and in his words. And that may be the hardest part of all, because in times of our greatest stress, we are least likely to want to testify to the words of Jesus, because those are the words of love. And I'm not talking sweet Hallmark card kind of love. I'm talking Jesus kind of love. Amen. The kind of love that says turn the other cheek. The kind of love that says pray for those who persecute you. The kind of love that looks at Peter and says get behind me Satan when he acts as a stumbling block to God's mission. Amen. It's sometimes the kind of love that flips over tables in a temple. But it is always a kind of love that stands against hypocrisy and oppression. 
In our experience here, it is a kind of love that led a white seminarian named Jonathan Daniels into the heat and violence of Selma in 1965. And it's the kind of love that caused blessed Jonathan to realize that in the chaos of the black belt that summer, he lost his fear. Not because there wasn't a reason to be afraid, but because he realized that it was in his baptism, in his baptism into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that in God we are all indelibly, unspeakably one. That's Jesus' love. It's the kind of love that guided Martin Luther King Jr. to travel from Atlanta to Memphis in April of 1968 in spite of the dangers. And it's the kind of love that gave him the courage to say he may not get where we're going with us, but he was going to follow God's will and go. That's Jesus' love. It's the kind of love that says, put down your swords when the guards come to arrest you. It's the kind of love that speaks the word of God to those who accuse you. It is the kind of love that looks down from the cross and prays, Father, forgive me, for they know not what they do. That's Jesus' love. It's the kind of love that descended to the darkness of the grave and rose victorious on Easter morning, not just for one, but for all. That is what we are called to testify to. That is what we are called to live into every day. And that is what at the times of chaos and confusion we are called to proclaim even louder. It's a tall order. But we don't do it alone. We do it with God. Amen. We do it with each other. We are joined by the communion of saints and all the faithful that have gone before us. We are not a single voice shouting into the chaos. We are a multitude telling the story of God's love. We have work to do. Perhaps one thing that saddens me most is the realization that the work we had to do on Monday morning is the same work we still have to do today. It's just some of the names have changed. We must continue to strive for justice and for peace. We must call out and stand against oppression hatred, and discrimination. We must tell the story of God's love, not the story of the world's division. The Apostle Paul tells us, brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. It's so easy to be tired. A musician and songwriter, Thomas Dorsey, in the midst of his personal despair, losing a wife and childbirth and the child the next day, sat down and wrote a song. 
And at this point, I'll tell you, this is where I am. Because all I can do is begin with prayer and to let Jesus start picking up and carrying the load. And knowing that as angry as I might be or as afraid I might be, Jesus is big enough and strong enough to take it. And that Jesus is going to be my hope and is our hope. These are the words of Thomas Dorsey in his song he wrote in 1932. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on. Let me stand. I am tired. I am weak. I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me home. We are lights in the darkness. We are called to be resurrection into the world. My brothers and sisters, pray for each other. Pray for our country. Rest, but know tomorrow there will be a time to stand and to testify. Amen. Amen.